Hi, I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast, where we reveal and explore both modern and ancient beauty secrets so you can radiate your true power and beauty both inside and out. Hello and welcome to the first solo episode of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. I promise these are coming and moving forward. I'll be sprinkling them in amongst the guest episodes as inspired to do so. These episodes will likely vary from me sharing a story or teaching to answering your personal questions. Please feel free to send questions, request a particular topic, or even nominate a guest that you would like for me to interview. You may email me directly at hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com. That's hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com. Today, I'm excited to share a beautiful teaching I received from a very powerful and impactful time in my life. This is a teaching about magical manifestation, which includes the power of our intentions and words in creating our life, as well as a teaching on the law of Dharma and Karma. I was called to visit Peru. For those of you who have received a sacred calling, whether it be Peru or Bali or a mission in seeking truth or wisdom or some sort of call to adventure, you know what I mean. If you haven't had this experience or are not sure if you have, it's typically a deeply spiritual calling or pivotal time in your life. So I answered the call. All I know about Peru at the time is that Peru is special. Probably close to 25 or 30 years ago, I had read the book, The Celestine Prophecy, which has like a cult-like following in spiritual communities. It was actually also probably the beginning of a real deepening into my spiritual awakening. This book highlights Peru as a magical portal, one of those deeply spiritual places where the energy is lighter and things align more easily. It has been steeped in spiritual teachings for so many years so it vibes higher. It's one of those places that it's easier to connect with other beings who are also vibing high. You can communicate telepathically more easily if that makes sense to you. It is completely elevated. In fact, just by visiting these sacred sites around the globe, you can receive an upgrade, if you will. For example, it is said that just by visiting a place such as Machu Picchu, is equivalent to doing a thousand hours of meditation. I was all in. And I told everybody who would listen to me how the gods were lining everything up for me. I had wanted to leave my plans relatively loose, so to speak. It's definitely the classic entrepreneurial kind of way. (laughs) I like my freedom. It's funny because I would say I'm rather non-committal in most ways. Like I actually get anxiety having to sign a cell phone or internet contract Yet when it comes to the ultimate commitment of a loving relationship, I'm like, sign me up and I go all in. No problem. (laughs) It makes no sense. It's like the polar opposite way of being. Welcome to the complexities of being human. So anyone who has known me very well or for any length of time has potentially been bothered by this trait of mine because I haven't always been good at making plans. I like to play things by ear, fly by the seat of my pants, which doesn't always work well in getting together with others, or at least not under normal circumstances anyway. So here I was, not planning out my trip to Peru, intentionally to let the gods plan it for me, 
And I kept saying this over and over. I kept saying how the gods were lining it all up perfectly and how it was going to be better than I could have imagined. I kept speaking about how it was all working out for me. They're arranging it all perfectly. I said this over and over. And oh my God and goddess, was this true. The whole trip, even the plane ride there was all so divinely orchestrated. So I had 10 days in Peru, and the only reservation I had arranged was a landing pad for my first night, which I already knew at the time of booking was not a place I wanted to stay. It was a hostel. I knew it was in a great neighborhood, and I knew someone who had just been there. So it was an easy, noncommittal way to go because the cost was so low, I wasn't concerned if I needed to walk away. And I also knew it would buy me time to land and find the right spot following the energy and leaving room for magic. Magic likes room, by the way. (laughs) Side note. My first leg of the trip, I landed in Bogota, Colombia. It was supposed to be a really quick turnaround and then off to Cusco. But it was such an insanely busy and disorganized airport that I ended up missing the connecting flight to Cusco. Though nothing by mistake ever I ended up at the gate with this young man who was also currently missing the flight. I could have been his mom in age. He was mid-20s. I was mid-40s. We quickly decided to buddy up and explore Bogota together. We took care of each other. I helped us reschedule our flights, and he got us around translating and navigating for us. He brought the Spanish-speaking piece along with a sense of security for me with him being a man, and I brought my travel and life experience. What a gift it was to get to experience a day in Bogota, Colombia. I had no idea what to expect. We had a blast. We drank coffee all over town. (laughs) Having coffee in a little cafe and people watching is one of my absolute favorite things to do while traveling. And when in Rome, OMG, the coffee in Bogota is amazing. I'm guessing all over Colombia, but it was the only spot I visited. Along with the coolest street art ever, just FYI. I just remembered one of the beautiful women we had met in a little shop there. Her and I hit it off. We talked about our shared love for travel and coffee. And before I knew it, she had us seated at a cafe where she insisted on treating us to coffee that was roasted on site there that day. She was right. It was epic. (laughs) 10 hours later, we were in flight heading to Cusco. Now we're leaving the airport in Cusco. And again, I didn't have any travel arrangements. So my new BFF, George asks, do you want to share my ride leaving the airport? Me? um, Yes, please. And thank you. (laughs) Because, you know, the gods are all lining it up perfectly for me. So I didn't have to plan anything. I just had in mind an awesome breakfast place that I had found because I have my priorities. Good coffee and breakfast being two of them. So we planned to head to our respective places, shower, and meet up for breakfast. I got dropped off at the hostel first, and it is now confirmed that indeed I do not want to stay there, though that quick stop did prove to be an integral part of my journey in Peru. I received numerous gifts from that little visit there, including signing up for a sacred ceremony where I met people I'm still in touch with today, all from trusting my gut, speaking into what I was creating for myself, and allowing room for magic. I specifically remember talking to a gentleman in the lobby of the hostel. He had asked about my plans while in Peru. I remember telling him, I don't know. I mean, I have these ideas, but no solid plans. I really just want to meet people and travel with them. 
I actually did have the itinerary mapped out in my head. I told him I'd like to go to Aquascaliente on Tuesday and hike Machu Picchu on Wednesday. I asked, do you think I could do that? I remember him saying, oh yeah, absolutely. You can totally do that here. The way it all unfolded is almost unbelievable, except for that I lived it, so I'm certain that it happened. (laughs) I just kept meeting the next right person to line me up with the capital R next right thing. It was better than I could have imagined, which is how life is supposed to be and how it actually is when we are in the flow. When we are in sync, synchronicity happens, and the gods were definitely syncing it up. It was pure magic. So... My new friend and I meet up for breakfast, which is absolutely delicious, by the way. And I tell him how I don't like my hostel and I'm not going to stay there. And he tells me that his hotel is absolutely amazing and that I should come check it out after breakfast. Before we do that, George and I were touring around post-breakfast and found this really cool cafe called Cappuccino Cafe. Cappuccinos happen to be my favorite coffee drink and the name of the high school I went to. (laughs) Cappuccino Cafe is this gorgeous, bustling, funky cafe right in the center of Cusco with a stunning view overlooking the square and the Basilica Cathedral of Cusco. I left knowing I would definitely be coming back when I wasn't already all juiced up on coffee. (laughs) So We go to his hotel and he shows me around the lobby and the restaurants and he is right. It's simply perfect and beautiful. I just love it. They have space for me. So I got booked to make the transfer. I was just trusting life and letting it all unfold. And the magic continued with one alignment after another. My new friend, George and I had gone to dinner that night and I'd had a glass or two of wine, which was not recommended due to the altitude. So if you're taking notes to plan a visit to Peru take it from me, don't drink there, at least not within your first few days. (laughs) So I was a little freaking delirious when I arrived at the cafe with the altitude, the alcohol the night before, the two plane rides, not having slept for 24 hours, you were awesome, unexpected journey to Colombia. I entered the cafe at noon in desperate need of coffee to say the least. Not only do I not speak Spanish, I feel like I can't speak period at the moment. (laughs) I was kind of standing back a little bit reserved, taking it all in, noticing the place was jam packed on this gorgeous sunny day and trying to figure out how I was going to get my coffee so I can actually talk to people. It was a dilemma. Like I needed coffee to communicate and I needed to communicate to get coffee. (laughs) So all of a sudden this young man comes up to me and he immediately knew that I'm Americana. So he spoke to me in English, which was awesome. he says, excuse me, are you looking for a place to sit? And I tell him, yes, I am. He invited me to join him and his mother and told me they were just getting their coffee to go. I graciously said yes and joined them and was super thankful that I got to sit down and order my coffee except the cafe was slammed and the waitress was taking forever. So this guy kept asking me all these questions and I was having such a hard time answering in my foggy state. And I'm expressing to him how I swear I will do much better once I get my coffee. I'm not like, I'm not normally like this. I swear. He finally looks at me, slides his coffee across the table and says, take it. You need it more than I do. He was right. Unfortunately, it was a cappuccino. (laughs) So I didn't even have to order my coffee. I just got it delivered just like that. And the connection with this guy and his mother was absolutely immediate and clearly soul family. We got into a deep and lengthy no BS conversation right out the gate, which is just the way I want all my connections. We talked for what seemed like hours. 
I was mostly talking to him because he spoke much better English than his mother, but her and I had such a lovely energetic bond, kind of a soul sister relationship and did exchange several sweet moments and hugs in our time there. He tells me their plans. Would you believe they have plans to go to Aquascaliente on Tuesday and to hike Machu Picchu, Montana on Wednesday? Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Because our connection is so real and clear, I immediately responded asking if I can join them. And he said, absolutely. I mean, is that magical manifesting or what? (laughs) It just keeps getting better. So he shares a link for me to get my ticket to Machu Picchu. What I did not tell you was that I had already tried to purchase a ticket to Machu Picchu through a standard route for Wednesday, but was told they were all sold out. So he had the inside scoop from a local and had shared a link that was simply for a ticket without the bells and whistles, just a park entrance and hike up the mountain, which is all I wanted. And it was super cheap and available for the itinerary I had in my head. He laid it all out for me. He even walked me to the train station to help me get my ticket to Aguascaliente which is where you stay when you visit Machu Picchu. It was easy, breezy, and I was totally supported. Everything was lining up for me, just like I kept talking about. I planned to meet up with him and his mom later as they were going ahead of me. So now I'm on the train on my way. I end up sitting next to the most conscious, loving young man I have ever met. The trip was packed with men that were more spiritually awake than I was used to. Turns out Raphael is a tour guide. He was sitting by the window seat and almost immediately after we started talking, he got up to give me the seat next to the window, which happened twice, by the way, both train rides to and from Aquascaliente. I sat next to men who were tour guides who switched seats with me to let me have the view. So Raphael and I immediately started sharing deep, deep spiritual truths like a recognition of, hi, I see you, you're one of my kind. He started explaining the reason why most humans are in such pain and continue to hurt each other is because most people are living in their ego. I was so deeply moved by Raphael. He brought me to tears with his sweet, real, raw, deep conversation. And then he started talking to me about his parents. And Raphael is telling me how his parents met taking spiritual classes. How freaking cute is that, right? And as soon as he started talking more about his father, I immediately got a download that his father was a teacher of mine. I knew that his dad was a part of the reason I was in Peru. It was just a knowing. And I told Raphael, I would love to meet your father. And he said, absolutely. I'm sure he would love to meet you as well. We got off the train. We snapped a pic and he told me, I'll see you again. He gave me his father's information. We hugged and went on our separate ways. So a few hours later, Raphael calls me and says, Lisa, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. My father is here in Aquascaliente. I had no idea he was here. He can meet you in the square in 20 minutes. Yep, just like that. So (laughs) I tell him what I'll be wearing. He tells me what his father will be wearing. And I head to the square beaming with excitement and anticipation. I didn't see his father, Willaroo, right away. It took me a moment to find him, partially because I think he is colorblind (laughs) and his jacket was blue rather than green, like he had said. But ironically, right away, I ran into the young man and his mother from the cafe again that I keep running into, and that did not stop. This happened several times before we met up intentionally to hike Machu Picchu together. 
Willaroo and I found each other. And again, like whenever we are connecting with soul family, it's immediate and deep, just like I like it. He looks like he could be my father in age. He is so present and warm, grounded and loving, intentional and kind. He was quiet and soft-spoken. The streets were really loud. So we walked to my hotel and sat in the lobby where we connected and drank cocoa tea. He later told me that meeting me was like one of his children coming home. I got to sit with this Incan spiritual teacher, asking him questions and soaking in all of these ancient teachings. I had three personal sessions in total like this with Willaroo during my stay. This was such a gift and continue to do so to this day. I would like to share with you one of the teachings I received, which I think is so often misunderstood. It's the law of dharma and karma. The word karma is thrown around frequently. You may have heard karma is a bitch and it'll come back and bite you in the ass. Or you may have even heard people say karma is only a bitch if you are, like little Wayne raps about, for example. We talk about good karma, but there's really no good karma. Good karma is actually referred to as dharma. So here's the law of karma. When you do something based on ego that is self-serving, this will have a negative impact on others, which is often the way big companies are run. And sadly, many people in all kinds of relationships treat each other this way. And what we put out does come back. I think people think that karma is out there to get them. It's not like karma actually has an opinion. And it's not like karma is this entity that's like, ah, you little jerk, I'm going to get you now. <laughs> there is no judgment on it at large. We decide whether something is good or bad. We place judgment on it. It's simple. There's an action and an opposite reaction, not unlike gravity. Like what goes up must come down. Except what we are talking about is the universal law of reciprocity what you put out will come back and it will either be in the form of your dharma or your karma. For karma, you never know in which way it will come back to you. You really don't with your dharma either. Your karma could be in the form of picking up your favorite dress or suit from the dry cleaners and it was shrunk or your car stereo was stolen or what have you. The law of dharma is when you take actions intentionally for the highest good of all. And the intention is purely to serve, not about what can I get out of this or that this will look good if I do this. But when you're actually genuinely coming from a true desire to help and serve others, like how may I serve or let me be an instrument or it may be more subtle than that for you. You may not have those words in mind, but perhaps you do care and you do want to do good. It is not lost. These are what the universal laws are for. When you are blessing and serving others, you will be blessed and served. Also, there is a way to heal karma. When you know you have done an action that is not for the highest good, that was not loving or kind and hurt someone, own it. Apologize to the gods, to the person you hurt or wronged. Pray and ask how you may make this right and listen to the answer. That may mean journaling, meditating, Listen and act on the answer that you get to reverse this wrong. This is how we can reverse or intercept what might be headed your way. And of course, do random acts of kindness because it feels good. 
it actually feels just as good to the giver as it does to the receiver. That's the beauty of giving with love. What I did not tell you was that after I went to Machu Picchu, I came back to the same hotel in Cusco my friend George had introduced me to. I had connected with the most lovely woman, Teresa, at the front desk when I left. I told her I was returning and when. The morning I came back to the hotel was a bit earlier than I had intended. Teresa was happy and surprised to see me. She told me my room wasn't going to be ready quite yet, and if I could come back in just a little bit, no problem. Of course, I went to Cappuccino Cafe, because yeah. When I eventually made it back to the hotel and checked into my room, I was blown away. She had surprised me with the most incredible upgrade. I had a gorgeous, large suite with a sunroom and jacuzzi bathtub. This room was so much nicer than the room I had paid the same price for on my last visit. When I saw her and got to thank her, she told me, that room is special. You are special to me. I believe this was me experiencing and receiving the gift of Dharma. I was being honored for all the good I put out in the world. And this happens to me time and time again on trips and at local restaurants and boutiques and all kinds of delightful and surprising ways. I can see it and appreciate it and know that I don't have to worry about me. I can continue to serve big love because that's my nature. And I will continue to be served right back because that's how the universe works. Remember, if you want to be a part of creating the content here on these solo episodes, email me at hello at sacredbeautylifestyle.com with your questions to request a particular topic or to nominate a guest you would like for me to interview. I hope this episode brought you inspiration and joy today. May your karma be softened and released and may your dharma surprise and delight you. I'm Lisa Eddy, your host of the Sacred Beauty Lifestyle Podcast. I hope this episode brought you insights and inspiration to help you radiate and shine with confidence. Remember to subscribe so you receive new episodes hot off the press right when they are released. And follow me on Instagram for more juicy tips at I am Lisa Eddy. Also, ladies and gentlemen, when you rate and review my podcast, it helps me get seen by more people. And this means a lot to me because I am committed to reaching millions of women across the globe, waking them up to the sacred beauty lifestyle, owning their true power and beauty inside and out. Now, more than ever, we need more women shining instead of hiding. When we band together, we are unstoppable. This is how we change the world together. Remember the sacred beauty lifestyle and get on out there and shine. The world needs your light.